The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job this is insane how great they are well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies that's how good we are representing bullet club this is what we do super kid party look we may have overreacted a little bit okay when we found out new day was going to be in the match but 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 we now see that this is the perfect opportunity for us to beat not one but two of the top teams in WWE, making us not only SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but the number one team in WWE. Actually, I was talking about the fact that Rusev Day is now added to the match. Excuse me? What? Why are they in the match? Who, who's Rusev Day? And why are they in the match? Isn't Rusev Day like a pagan holiday or something? Why are they in the match? Who authorized this? Why are they in the match, First though? of all, aren't we the number one contenders for the tag team titles? Yeah, but why are they in Does the match? Does that mean nothing around here? Why are they in the match? Do they pass around tag team title matches why like donuts around here? I mean, seriously. Hey, you guys want a why tag team title match? Why are they in the match? Hey, you want a tag team title match? Why are they in the match? Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the match. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max, episode 276, part 2. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you can find all your great wrestling needs when it comes to the world of podcasts and all the other great stuff that they have to offer, like sports, which you also have to include in wrestling, and also have to think about some video games and entertainment to go along with that. Plus, also, we also want to give some big love over to 411mania.com. And last, we're on prowrestling.com. Both are great, and we appreciate their support. Don't forget to go rate, subscribe, and re- you know review, too, over at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you can find us, which is on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and even YouTube many more places besides those two so please wherever you get your podcast from go ahead and do those things for us rate subscribe and review and we will love to see your feedback and those five stars always give us a helping hand to get more known and to let other people see what we do week in and week out so we thank you for those who've already done that i am of course am your host gary vaughn and along with me tonight is mr paul Ezer. hey oh 
And tonight, Mr. Sean Garmer has the night off. He's doing a lot of other podcasts, so we decided to give him a break and let him work on some other great things that he's providing for you over there at W2Mnet.com. And, uh, you know, Paul, we are jumping into this show and really getting excited about a lot of the things we have to talk about tonight. We are going to jump into some really cool stuff when it comes to the tag league we're talking impact wrestling from this week we're also getting into some big quick hits with lots of news about different things going on in wb and some other places so we've got a full-fledged really cool show to talk about i'm really really excited about that so really we're going to do that in a second here but i just gonna just point out one thing paul I, I need you to do me a big favor. So if anything ever happens to me and, you know, the police start investigating me, just let them know that the, my YouTube channel on my phone is because I do have a daughter. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I was on there. The first on there. Well, that's no, just random like kids shows like kids playing with toys. My daughter uses my laptop and she uses my phone sometimes and i realized my channel or whatever you want to my profile is it's half wrestling uh half kids playing with toys uh, <laughs> and a few music tracks thrown in there you know lots of christopher cross this random stuff and uh so i'm just a little terrified right now the way the world works so if the cops got my phone they'd probably be like creepo <laughs> Maybe they'll just think you're confused. Pro wrestling and little kids? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably so. Half-naked guys <laughs> and loving to watch kids play with toys. Let's go ahead and put him in jail. We don't have to really, you know, think of any real crime Correct. here. Let's yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> I was just noticing that because, you know, this week's episode of South Park, they had come out, and last week's had some music involved, and I said, like, oh, man, I got to listen to that song, and I started, you know, going and finding the songs, and I was, like, looking through all the different things that are on my profile, and I'm like, good God, this is creepy, so, <laughs> yeah, so that, that was my creep out moment of the week. Uh, what's been going on with you, man? Not a whole lot, really. Just uh, hanging out, getting stuff done around the house as the holidays continue to approach very, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> You're telling me. So, yeah, I mean, it, obviously I don't have any kids or anything like that. Well, unlike you, who's got an elf on a shelf and, and Lord knows whatever else you're you're doing to make that holiday special for yeah, and the elf in the shelf thing is a lot of fun. I mean, if anybody out there is listening and you have a kid and you're doing it, you know the struggle that I'm going through trying to think of new things. I mean, this, you get to be a booker. Let's be honest, Paul. <laughs> you really do. You get to book matches every night. It's just the matches are making these creative scenes for the kid and really you know, trying to find a way to, to keep the kayfabe alive. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that's been a process. I've been working on with my wife. Luckily, I do have a great tag team partner who thinks a lot of – the great things that we do um so that is what's exciting about this but i mean still it is a struggle and you got to find new ways of doing it and it's it's a lot of fun i the one that i just recently did and i put it on facebook is we did a little christmas concert and i had a little speaker and a little stage and lights and all this stuff and she comes in the room and sees it and it, it looked really cool honestly i kind of got excited about it myself and i was there creating it so uh it's fun the holidays are fun and i hope everybody out there is having just as much fun as i'm having uh you know of course having a four-year-old makes christmas a little bit more special right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of looking at it through their eyes you know so that, it's super super cool and trust me when christmas actually gets here i'll be watching all those holiday specials over and over again so i'll well, be you ready watch for every christmas gary 
Uh, you know, every Christmas I try to at least, and I usually somehow fails. I try to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do like watching like Santa Claus Coming to Town. Those kind of, and maybe if I get time for Frosty, I like the classics, man. Rudolph, I like those. The claymations. Mm-hmm. I, I watch uh, the Grinch every year, and I try to squeeze both in, both the Jim Carrey and the animated one. And I watch Die Hard every year. I've done that since I was uh, in oh god sixteen. So. Uh, that's a great tradition. It's it's just not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls out of that building, Gary. Oh, you are not kidding me, Paul. <laughs> you are a man after my own heart. You know, it's great when you have something in common with your friends and then your mother-in-law as well. My mother-in-law <laughs> loves Die Hard. So oh, me and her, <laughs> every Christmas that we get a chance to get together, now that I have a daughter, it's kind of hard because she's got to be in the other room. She can't listen to all the language and all and see all the blood. And all that. But it, it, when we get a chance, man, I'm telling you, we sit and we watch that movie and it's like, just it's a wonderful so right there with you buddy uh, I'm, I'm a big diehard guy and you know I'll, I'll love bruce willis no matter what it's actually not my favorite bruce willis movie though you know it's, it's a shock probably i love diehard mm-hmm. uh the last boy scout to me was my favorite oh, one wow. of his okay yeah I, a really oh, good movie. I really loved it. it's my favorite movie still to this day i don't know what it is about it but i just love that movie the comedy the the, the action the just bruce willis being him <laughs> yeah so yeah, so great stuff. So, we, you know, hey, if you got a tradition there, anything you guys do, hit us up. I want to see all the things that you guys do at Christmas time. Just do it on YouTube or, heck, wherever you're listening to us through. I'm sure there's a place to put a comment. Just tell us, man, some of the stuff y'all are doing this holiday. I love to see it and love to just really enjoy, you know, different things. And maybe you have a suggestion for me about this Elf in a Shelf thing. Shoot those my way, too. I need them. Trust me. <laughs> I I know Vince McMahon. I'm not going to shoot you down. I'm probably going to use it. So just as long as they're PG, okay, guys. Because trust me, I have been on the internet and I've seen all the R-rated stuff, and I love them. Can't use them. So yes, naked Barbie dolls, all that good stuff. So. What a fun thing to Google later on in the evening, Gary. <laughs> oh, trust me, Paul. You're going to get an eyeful. So. Lots of that, so uh, yeah. But so we're about to jump into quick hits. But before we do, I, there's a couple of things that I, I really want to talk about briefly here, and, and it's stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown. Both we we did our Monday Night Raw, Raw review uh, on Monday, and we got a chance to see Woken Matt Hardy Paul. And, and Monday, I wasn't really over the top with the introduction of, of this full fledged Woken character, only because of the fact that. I just didn't like the presentation. It wasn't the character. It was the, it was the presentation flip-flopping between him and Bray Wyatt. I just didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. It lingered. And the more and more I think about it, I, I am super excited about Woken Matt Hardy. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just got to say this. Uh, Monday can't get here fast enough. Dot com... They need to put something else up about Woken Matt Hardy because I am already getting enthusiastic. I've already been on WBShop.com praying to God they're putting merchandise on, <laughs> and they're not yet. Uh, which Christmas time? Come on. Get get up with the game, guys. Start selling that merch. Um, so I, I, I had to say that. And we're going to talk more about Matt Hardy, so I'm not going to force you to talk about it right now. We're going to do quick hits, and you can probably jump more into it. I just got to say – my thought process has evolved since Monday, so mm-hmm. I'm not such a Debbie Downer, Paul. I'm actually 
coming more up to the the, the happy train for that. <laughs> I uh, I will say though that there are supposedly rumors going around that an action figure is already in the works for for Woken Matt Hardy. I can only hope that the Funko Pops are on the way as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, honestly, if you're looking for a fix, the internet has already jumped all over this once again. Uh, we got, to, I mean, he was just gift culture, it felt like, for the, like, here he was broken Matt Hardy during the TNA Impact days. Uh, and, and they, they've come roaring back there. There's videos out there of him laughing and then going to Fran Drescher and how eerily similar it is. Uh, <laughs> and so much more to boot as well, but it's, it's wonderful. It's a great time to be, uh, on wrestling internet as it were. I'm dying. I didn't think about that. <laughs> so oh, great. the nanny. Oh, that's <laughs> man. Yeah, oh my God, dude. I, now I've got to go look at that up. Okay, so refrain from that, Gary. You got to do a show. So. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, so yes, I mean, yeah, that, that's, what's super exciting. And I hope man, they need to come up with this merch before Christmas, man. I got a, uh, secret Santa that is a guy that likes wrestling. So I, I want so badly to get him something woke and mad hardy. So please mm-hmm. guys, just, just pop it. You, you guys are friends with Mattel. They'll do it quickly. Um, anyway. So, yes, I'm, I'm super excited. We're going to talk more about Woke and Mad Hardy when we do Quick Hit, so I'm not going to jump too much into that. Very quickly here, SmackDown. I, I, I really felt really bad for Harry and Liz. And, and maybe they really have not had an opportunity to listen to their show. I did not enjoy SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that show, and I just was not enthralled, enthused. I, I really did not feel like I got anything out of SmackDown this week. And I'm really sad about that. I really kind of have a, uh, you know, a, a want to, to really like SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And that did not do anything for me. And I'll be honest with you. Absolution, they're looking strong as ever. The Riot Squad, oh God, were they, are they trying to kill them this quick? Because I'll be honest with you, Paul, watching them do what they did, and, and they came in and talked to Daniel Bryan, of course, with all the other ladies in there, and that was just so generic women's division on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, you guys are important. No, never mind. You're right back with everybody else. Absolution feels like they're a separate entity. They don't even belong with the rest of the Raw women. Riot Squad, you guys are Right there with them, if not worse. I don't. I, oh, they, and sadly, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, they try, right? They try mm-hmm. to do their part. Oh, but still, they're too green, Paul. I, I definitely think Liv is for sure. Uh, and, and Sarah, I know she's got it in her, right? I know she's got the good wrestling in her. I've seen it. We've seen it before during the May Young Classic. Uh, if you knew her as Crazy Mary Dobson, you've seen it out on the indies before, too. I I just don't know what it is. There are times when you watch her and she's just very blah. Um, and, and that's been a criticism of her for a very long time. And I don't know what it's going to take to get over that hump, but hopefully they figure it out soon. And I, just the women's division in general on SmackDown since Charlotte has come over has been... It, it the the booking is very much centered around her. So if the riot squad isn't involved in facing her and messing around and, and trying to get that title off of her, they're just not going to matter because the, you know the spotlight is Charlotte's uh, for as long as she wants it. I feel like no matter really where she goes, and 
I, I, while some of the stuff she's done has been pretty good, I, I would certainly say that it's been a detriment to the rest of the division, uh, even though... Because SmackDown used to be so evenly booked as far as the women went, to where it felt like they all sort of mattered. With Charlotte around, it, it's everybody sort of fading to black while she's just, you know, keeps stepping closer and closer to that spotlight. In Becky Lynch, there's nowhere to be seen. Exactly. And that has been when she's active and when she's not active. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I really feel bad for her. So you're right. I mean, Charlotte does take up a lot of the spotlight. And. and Rightfully so, to an extent, because you have a big talent, someone that really gets a lot of focus from the wrestling fans, right? They, she really gets a, you know, partly a little bit from her dad, but I think she's done a great job on her own, presenting herself very well and, and making herself matter. But I think you're right on that. They did at one time have a great opportunity at their hands when they kind of matched up just like we're all made everybody feel important and they're pulling away from that and it just ugh, it bugs me but i i think even more than that it's just this riot squad i, I i'm already starting to look at it as uh no i don't want to say anything too hateful I, i'm looking at it like a b-movie version of the absolution mm-hmm. <laughs> you know as if someone's making a parody of absolution that's what it feels like to me and, and i don't want that to be the case i think these are three different ladies who really honestly have talent who have something to offer but i i just don't want them to become a joke mm-hmm. I, I just don't and i feel like we're heading towards that this early in in the story and that just really creeps me out and really bums me out at the same time so do you think the similarities between the riot squad and absolution have sort of made wwe uh maybe they did it sort of unconsciously and now that you know uh, clearly the internet has seen it that you have uh sort of a lot of the same clear-cut characters where you have uh the leader in, in ruby and page who are both seemingly have a grudge, even though we don't really know what the Riot Squads is, um, and you have the 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 blonde and the bruiser uh, right there with her, and Paige obviously has the previous star power behind her, and a former Divas Champion, and a lot of fans, and all this other stuff behind her, and the Riot Squad is just straight up NXT call ups, and while there's some indie buzz around two of the three ladies. I I mean, there, there's not really a whole lot else that they've really revealed to you to get you invested in them other than they're here for some reason, and we don't know what yet, whereas Absolution has a very clear-cut reason why they're there. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that, and you make a, a good point there. I just, I just hope that they can correct the things that I think a lot of people are talking about right now and a lot of the fears we're having about them. Because I, it's just it's it, it's not always just really about the in ring action. A lot of it is the way presenting themselves, and I think you know, like I, I think they're more green on the mic than they maybe even in the ring. And I'm talking about like Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, yeah. and even Ruby to an extent, because the whole time she was doing her part of the promo, talking to Daniel Bryan about you know, you know what why is it because he's scared because of her tattoos and all this. I'm like. It sounds like you're reading off a script. Like mm-hmm. you are really going on with the script. You're not even trying to pretend you're not. And it's what it felt like to me. And it just kind of really kind of pulled me out 
of this whole excitement of, man, they're going to bring something new. It's going to be exciting. It may be just as good as Absolution. And I, I don't want to see it. I think it's more of that. Because me and you both were big NXT watchers. We, we pay attention to these ladies and, and, of course, everybody over there in NXT and see what they do. And we, we root for them, right? We're, we're right behind them because we want to see them succeed. And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing with me. So I, I just had a vent about that. I'm sorry. I, I had good. to bring it. Uh, so... All right, well, you know, uh, enough about that. And I'm really curious, once again, if you guys have any comments about that, share it with us. Let us know what you think. Let's go and jump into some quick hits. we got some big wrestling news. Let's do it now. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, guys and gals, we are going to start with this whole thing and talk about Ronda Rousey. That's right. We were just talking about the women's division, so why not start with this big story? Apparently, her signing is imminent. That's right. She could be coming uh, up pretty soon here, especially right in time for WrestleMania. And that's a big deal. Now, you know, we're getting the teasers on NXT about Shayna Baszler joining up with the NXT crew. So this is kind of cool. You know, part of the MMA Four Horsemen, uh, the second one coming into play here. Uh, Ronda Rousey is a huge name, Paul. And, and I think a lot of people have been rumoring about this WrestleMania thing for a long time. And mm-hmm. I, it looks like it's finally here. You know... There's been a lot of talk about that Women's Royal Rumble match, Gary. There's a lot of talk about signing Ronda Rousey imminently. Mysterious number 20? Number 30, however many they do? Oh, boy. Yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> and, uh, wow. I mean, just think about the pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That crowd is, is going to go insane. And that's super great. And especially showing up in the gear. I think people are really going to be stoked about that, and it's going to be something that's going to be pretty awesome. I'll have to say it that way. I mean, a lot of people were super excited to see AJ Styles. They heard rumors, but they never really got the you know the facts in to really delve into it. You know, just right away, and then he appears, and everybody's like, "Yes!" So this is something I think it's going to definitely be ready. You know, ready to rock when they do it. And I think a lot of people are going to be super happy. So, I, I, hey, let's do it. I, I love when the Rumble has these big surprises. I don't care if they're legends. I love to see surprises. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about this uh, in the past, you know, God, what's felt like two years now, uh, and, and maybe ever since uh, WrestleMania 31. But, gee, I mean, D- WWE looks at Ronda Rousey. They see dollar signs. They see a way to make a ton of money. Uh, even if it's only a short term deal, like, say, it only lasts two years, I feel like there's a lot of big money matches that they feel like they can make with Ronda at the helm. And,. Uh, hopefully they find a way, hopefully she really takes to wrestling. First of all, she has no training. So, uh, getting all that in is going to be very important too. But I, uh, you know, like I said, even if it's a short term deal, they're, they're going to make some money off of this for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out there. I'm assuming the deal that she's got is very much a Brock Lesnar type deal, right? Mm -hmm. Where she comes in and stints and she's not going to be here full time. You're not going to see her live events or anything like that. This is going to be something where she is a attraction. Yeah. And so don't expect her week in and week out on Raw or SmackDown or anywhere else. Just expect her to be there on occasion and to be at the big pay-per-views or whatever they're planning on doing with her. But I think WrestleMania 
is the number one stop that they want her to be at. And, you know, Rumble may be the beginning of the path, but uh, trust me, that, that WrestleMania match, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it's going to be huge. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they, they, they plan this all out. So hey, this is great. This is really good news for us, Paul. I think it's it's something else that we're kind of getting excited about looking forward to. Yeah, I th- it's very exciting. I think it's something to look forward to. Uh, if that Rumble thing turns out to be true, I want some money from somebody somewhere for getting it right. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You need to mark that down. Uh, you got you got to pick your final. Is it number twenty you're going with? Or yeah, you got, I think I said yeah. twenty because uh, I think twenty women would probably be the feasible number they could pull off. But I, I mean, it's, say she wins that, and you know, I there's Charlotte. There's there's uh, I mean Alexa Bliss allegedly right now, but I mean, geez. Who who do you put her in the ring with at, at WrestleMania? Do you maybe do the thing you teased at thirty one and bring the Rock in and do Rock and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie? Or I mean, what do you do? See, and that's the route that I'd like to go. I, I think it'd be great to have the Rock come back, but you know, the Rock's a busy man, right? right. And, and he can't always, I, you know. But he may make the chance to be at WrestleMania, may not to wrestle, but. He he may actually say, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm just here to, to support, you know, her. And so that's fine. He could be in her corner or whatever. But I, I think it would be great to, to have her in a match against Stephanie. I know there's other ladies and I know there's real, you know, opportunities here to have these big dream matchups. But with someone who hasn't had a lot of experience in the ring, why not put her against somebody who's not a full-time wrestler? Just mm-hmm. let them have their own kind of match. I'm not saying Stephanie does a bad job because Stephanie has proven that when the opportunity comes at hand, she knows her way around the ring, right? I mean, not terrible. Not, mm-hmm. not, and she's never been made to be the best either. I'm just saying she's, right. she's definitely grown up in the, around the business, so she knows what she's doing. Plus, she's married to Triple H, for God's sakes. Uh, so Clearly saying also all, not afraid to take the big bumps either. Yeah, you're right. And someone who uh, will sell for uh, however long she needs to sell <laughs> to yeah, exactly. match. So <laughs> trust me, it's going to be exciting. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I really do hope it's Stephanie. I really, really do. I don't mind if it's anybody else, but that's what I want. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, let's all look forward to, to Ronda Rousey appearing. Let's hope that this imminent thing is becomes a fact. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about you know the woke and Matt Hardy. We just got through talking about uh, you know him just a minute ago, uh, but now we are going to kind of talk about something that really kind of makes me super excited about him and his debut, and that's for the fact that we're hearing that Vince McMahon has given him a majority of creative control on this gimmick. That man, if this is true, Paul, this is wonderful news. I've been very very fearful. That mm-hmm. we're going to get the gimmick, but Vince is going to have seventy-five percent control, and we're going to see WB stamp on it so hard that it, it's a shell of what it once was. And this this could be the completely the opposite of that, and that excites me. I I agree with you. This is first. This is really good news. Uh, second of all, this is coming from Sports Illustrated too. Uh, so I mean, nice reputable source to to put some fact and belief into this. But man, uh I, I've seen a lot of people maybe wondering what could be too much creative control for Matt Hardy because, I, I mean, he took a lot of chances on the character and Impact, and, and most of them thankfully paid off for him, especially by the time he started getting into the really crazy stuff. People had just bought into 
you know what, you're going to do whatever you're going to do, and we're just going to enjoy it, and that's that's how this is going to work. And uh, he's got a whole new and much larger audience to convince to buy into it before we get to the crazy stuff. So I, I have a lot of faith. Obviously, Matt pulled it off once. He could pull it off again. Uh, and maybe with WWE backing him, they can make some stuff you know happen to to really get that casual audience as we talked about on on our raw review really buy in because I know that was a thing that you were you were much more fearful of than I was but I was I was more than willing to admit that 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 could be a problem with how quickly they just leaped into this whole deal yeah and, and you know with the casual audience if they get a chance to see more of this and really kind of dive into what woke and Matt Hardy's about I think we can get maybe a lot more of them on the side of understanding and excitement behind the character. And, you know, what's awesome is, you know, Matt Hardy is smart. He really is, and he knows wrestling. He's been in it his entire life for, him, for the most part. And he also has not strayed away from the new ways of technology and social media mm-hmm. and has used all of those to his, you know, full potential we may be seeing some of the old things come back we may not i don't know but you know using a drone like vanguard one would not be a bad idea in the future i think you know people especially kids they love to see the toys right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that could be something that you know that's going to draw kids in who are like who's this crazy guy oh wow he has a drone i have a drone i love those you know that you know those kind of things and then of course with the more adults teenagers to you know young adults and even older um social media is going to be huge and i think him doing all the crazy things that we've seen him do in the past with impact and bringing that over to the wb universe and just all the the great you know, memes and all these other things that'll be popping up before you know it. And you just mentioned it earlier, the gifts and all the other stuff that they have out there. That's going to really drive people to really get what this guy's about. And, and I think love it because it's not only funny, but it's, it's very entertaining. Um, so I, I don't think the casual crowd will have much of a chance not to understand who he is pretty soon i think they're going to be bombarded by it <laughs> by their fellow wrestling fans and the internet uh, see i mean paul i mean we've talked about this last uh on i think on the raw and uh, we've talked about it in the past but what's what's super great about this too is this reaches out past the wrestling crowds this mm-hmm. reaches out to those people out there who are just working in an office you know or, or just sitting around the, the the kitchen table looking on youtube and seeing clips and like oh my god what's this right this, that, and that's what's so great and so that's going to help this cause even more if they do it the right way and this news gives me hope that it's going to be done the right way and not done the Vince McMahon way, which is not exactly, not as terrible because Vince has done plenty of great things, but not exactly the most uh, updated version of what Mm -hmm. you need to do. You know what I mean? I I hope I'm explaining that right. His recent track record is shaky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're hopefully moving forward. So that's why I am, like I said earlier, I am super excited about Woken Matt Hardy. I I can't wait to see the new things that they're going to bring out. And I don't think he's going to stick with just the Impact version. I think he's got other ideas he's been working on. And we're probably going to get even more stuff than we remember and brand new stuff that we're going to dive right into and really be excited about. So if he can make a drone and get a drone over, there's no telling what else we're going to see pretty soon here. 
So yeah, I mean, Vanguard one, it might be something they have to wait on, just because uh, once again, it's something I think you have to buy into the character to start believing in all this extra stuff that he starts bringing in, but. I, I mean, the, I think the promo was on the right track on Monday. I, much like you, I can't wait to see where they go with this. He, and I mean, if you're not following him on Twitter, you absolutely should because he started going off on Finn Balor and, and Jason Jordan and how he's looked into their souls and all sorts of great and wonderful things. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. It's, so. it's going to be delightful. Very uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and, and not only that. I, I, this is an, I know I'm talking a long time about this, but I want to say this: WrestleMania with Woken Matt Hardy. Huh. Oh my God, what can they do? They could do so many things. Oh boy, the entrance. Okay, so just really quickly too, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this, and I completely forgot on our Monday Raw review. Do they bring back the piano entrance music for him? Oh. Uh. I that's one thing I really do hope they bring back because that song is so stupidly catchy and <laughs> it's just such a great thing. Uh, but I mean, it's I I would really love it if it was a whole clan. Like you have Rebby show up and she's got Maxwell and and the uh, I forget the their new son's name, uh, but you have him there and brother Nero and 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 Senior Benjamin and. Oh, just just let's just go ahead and fade away and class ourselves as obsolete right now, Gary. Let's just, let's just do it. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, and they have all their copyrights there. They made that song, correct? I I believe so. Uh, I I don't think they can use the term "broken universe." I I believe is the only thing I've seen come up that that Impact actually owns. Okay, and that they don't want to anyway. They're using Woken, right? So uh, I mean, they, they change stuff around, or they they manage to get it, or or what have you, you know? Yeah. So either way, I just I think it'd be excellent to have the piano. The only thing that concerns me about that is you do have Bobby Roode's music who has that piano opening, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to make sure it doesn't sound too similar because then everybody, oh, which one is it? Who's coming out? <laughs> uh, there's a lot so. of minor chords in that one. I think that people know that. Uh, if you hear minor chords and you see Rebby at the piano, you know what's coming out. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I just overthinking it, Paul. That's what I do. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, there's a you know something else that you know could be transpiring uh, under the wire under the the, the deal of WB, and that is Dolph Ziggler uh, and his contract coming up pretty soon. Here, um, we heard him on an Edge and Christians podcast, kind of chatting about some different things, and one of us is feelings about how he is being portrayed right now and how his career is going at the present moment and he honestly was not really positive about it he kind of came out and said some things and really kind of alluded to you know it may take him leaving uh and maybe moving on and doing some other things he's just not happy paul it's not surprising i think this is a theme that we've seen for a long time now Mm -hmm. Dolph ziggler's just kind of there he's really never anything super spectacular even though he's a great talent right and that's that's sort of his point is uh guys in the role that he is in which he uses the term gatekeeper uh a lot of other term jobbers to the stars stuff like that you know guys you have to go through to elevate yourself sort of like what me and gary uh recent examples cassius ono as far as nxt goes uh, beating him is usually your your key to the gate to get into the top of the card. So, um, this is really interesting, and and I find it very refreshing that Dolph 
is very, very aware of his position. And I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's it's not unusual. I'm sure everybody is aware of their position within WWE or in wrestling in general. You know where your spot is on the card. But I think for Dolph to be as forward-thinking as he is, is like, maybe I need to leave. I can go out there. I can get some buzz around my name. I can come back and be the guy that I know I can be. Or, uh, you know, I can stick around and... I, I need these assurances from WWE that I'm going to be at the level that I think I deserve to be at, which is, of course, in the main event, being the champion, all these other things. Because he makes a, he makes some good points on this show, too, and I didn't write them all down, but uh, one of them is that, you know, he's a former world champion. Former world champions don't usually end up in the gatekeeper role until they're much older, and Dolph still thinks he has enough in the tank to where he could still produce at a very high level. And he's having all these great matches, and as much as he loves putting on the shows that he does, he wants to do it at the top of the card. And it's it's very reasonable and understandable, and I I think he's spot on. I, I mean, if he leaves WWE um, and maybe goes to Ring of Honor or New Japan or just, you know, does what Cody does and takes over social media and starts getting his name out there and all these other things... There's such a huge market for wrestling now outside of the WWE. It's very easy to get buzz around you and come back stronger. So, uh, and of course, Dolph, like we said, isn't super young anymore. But I mean, two, three years out there. I mean, look what it did for Drew McIntyre. You know, uh, very true. I mean, that's been a big deal for guys like Drew to leave WWE and make a big name for themselves, just to get back right into the company and. Mm-hmm. You know, have it their their chance to be reborn, if you want to say it that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Dolph Ziggler really should have probably done this a little earlier than now. But I, I understand the hesitation. I think also the uh, the thought process that he has coming into this, and that is, you know, they're at least keeping me around. I'm on TV every week for the most part. There are times that they don't put me on, but for the most part, I'm still around. They're still giving me opportunities. I'm making really good money right now. I travel the world. Mm-hmm. All these different things that WWE offers, right? Uh, they're really, you know, great things that a lot of other people in the world would love to have. But on that flip side of that coin is, man, if I would leave, I could go do what Cody did, what Drew has done. And show that I am valuable, that I am that guy, and if booked correctly, I can be one of the bigger stars on your show, and I can hold that level of big star and not be, hey, I'm just kind of a mid-card guy, Mm -hmm. here I am, I'm really talented, but nothing big, so... I, I wish Dolph Ziggler would have taken that opportunity earlier, but if he does it now, I'd still think that it's good. And if nothing else, he proves himself right that they should have used him in bigger and better places and let him be a champion for longer amounts of time. Mm-hmm. I, I just think about this. I mean, there's plenty of places out there that he could go. He could definitely go to a place like Ring of Honor. And, of course, that would offer him chances to go to New Japan as well. He could go to Impact, which I don't know. I, I, I'm fearful to say anybody goes to Impact, especially if you're not Canadian. We're going to talk about uh, why that probably isn't an option later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think for many reasons we'll get into. Hey, but, you know, the the indie circuit overall, though, mm-hmm. is not not doing bad. Right. You know, there's there's lots of money out there right now to be had. Go to the UK, go anywhere. You can go lots of places. Plenty of people. Matt Riddle just recently talked about this on JR's podcast about how he would not mind going to WB, but he's 
pretty happy right now. He's making good money. He's making his own schedule, and things are working okay. And you got a guy like Dolph Ziggler, who's a comedian, uh, who's an aspiring comedian, and who's wrestling and wants to wrestle. He, he could have just this great opportunity in his hands right now. Uh, so I, I'm not trying to convince him to, to quit V. I'm just saying that. It wouldn't be bad. I think you're spot on about some of this stuff about, you know, following the example of some of these other guys. And maybe it takes that. And if it is, it's what it's what it is. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all that. Uh, I mean, whether Dolph stays or goes, uh, ultimately, obviously, it's going to be up to him. But I'm with you. I There's a part. He's 37. And obviously, AJ came into the company at 41 or 40 or however old he was. And still managed to set the world on fire and be the champ. So, I it's it's not unfeasible for Dolph, who, I mean, maybe is a bit more banged up than AJ is at this point. But uh, he's still. I think all that talent is still there, and maybe leaving and getting a fresh perspective and getting some more, you know, piss and vinegar in your shorts and coming back all ready to show the world that you are that guy. It may just be what the doctor ordered. Yeah, very much so. So, I mean, well, like I said, we'll have to continue to follow this. There's no guarantee either or, you know, if he right. quits or stays. But at this moment, it's definitely a, a discussion, a mm-hmm. talking point, and something we need to kind of look at because this conversation we've had for, it seems like forever, Paul, um, right. could be coming to a head. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Rob Van Dam. Now, this is a guy, you know, kind of been missing, uh, only for the fact that, you know, I have a buddy who talks about Rob Van Dam a lot. So that kind of made me kind of think, I mean, I miss that guy. Uh, but there's a reason we haven't seen him around, even come back for make a, you know, a next go around about it. And, and apparently, uh, he is going through a divorce. And, and of course, you know, when it comes to divorce, you got to talk income and all those great things. And, uh, you know, usually the spouse wants to know how much, you know, you've made and what you're doing and just, you know, so they can kind of split everything. Rob Van Dam has made it apparent in a filing to the court that he is no longer making the money he once did with WB. The reason is, well, first of all, his merchandising deal with WB was ended in July, so that means there's no more income coming there. But another thing is, is he can't return to WB because of a concussion that affected his vision and it has taken him away from, you know, being able to wrestle. So he's missing out there and his income is no longer at the high level it once was. This is kind of sad. I mean, I really haven't heard a lot about this, Paul, to be honest with you. But if all that is true, I, I kind of feel bad for him, man. That, that's really terrible to hear the concussion is affecting him that badly. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Rob Van Dam fan as well. Um, I, I, Jeez, when I found him, uh, or at least when he came to WWE, because I was still in middle school during the Invasion era when he came in, uh, he's just such a breath of fresh air, such a different guy. And then you go back uh, as you get older and see all the stuff he's doing in ECW and, and just w- what a talent. And, man, uh, this this really does suck. Uh, definitely one of my favorites of all time. Concussion. Uh, you know, they, they've been proven to be very serious business for anybody. Sto- sports stars, wrestlers, Joes like you and me, Gary, J- anybody. Concussions are, are a very big deal. Uh, and they're still not, you know, we don't know everything about them yet, but it... it I mean, you're bruising your brain essentially, and that's that. That just can't be good for anything. So, uh, some hard times for Rob Van Dam. But if you've ever been wondering when we're ever going to see this guy again in the WWE, not going to happen, unfortunately. 
Yeah, it, it's just such a sad deal. Um, uh, especially when someone like him has wrestled for so long, entertained us all, and, and really, uh, you know, felt that you know he was going to be able to come back and, and do this for a long time. Taken away, just mm-hmm. it's almost like in an instant, and you really hate to hear that. I, it really bums me out to to see this is taking place. But I mean, I, I get it. You know, these kind of things do happen. Injuries are just like any other sport in wrestling. You know, some are not minor. Some just kind of affect you for a short term, and some affect you the rest of your life. And yep. whew, to hear this about Rob Van Dam, it just really, really breaks your heart. And uh, I hope the best for him. I really, really do, you know. And he's got some other stuff going on, some other businesses and stuff I think that he kind of tends to, legal or not. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he's got other things going on. So best of luck to Rob Van Dam and uh, his future. But it still bums me about the merchandising deal. I hope he has a a T-shirt deal over there at Pro Wrestling Tees. He probably does. I haven't looked it up. Probably does. Uh, I need to go over there and check it out. Maybe I can get a, a shirt over there. So, uh, Well, according to the Inquisitor, Bill Goldberg has been contacted by WWE to be a part of their Monday Night Raw 25th anniversary show. And also, there's been some talk about putting him in the Hall of Fame for this year's WrestleMania in New Orleans. Man, Paul. Uh, Goldberg is definitely seemingly uh, making his way to a big, you know, deal here. Yeah, this is, uh, I think, something a lot of people were expecting. Uh, I don't know about being on Raw's 25th anniversary show, just because when you think of Raw, I don't know if Bill Goldberg comes to mind, but certainly a Hall of Fame induction, I think, was always in the works from the second they brought him back in. Um, and if he's not going to, you know, if if they do ever plan to bring him back or not, maybe he's secondary at this point. But a nice way to, to honor him for, I, I mean, for the short period of time he was in the business, he sure did make a heck of a footprint. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, WCW built him to, to be this big main event star. You know, sure, not the greatest wrestler. But, I mean, his presence alone has meant a lot. He's made lots of noise in the business of professional wrestling. So, to me personally, the guy's a Hall of Famer. You know, you've got to say it that way. Hulk Hogan was never the best wrestler on most of the rosters he was involved in. A solid guy. But it's more about the presentation with him. Mm-hmm. And you, you have those people. You have the attractions. Uh, so you know, we talk about Brock Lesnar all the time. So I think Bill Goldberg is in that conversation. I think he deserves those accolades. As much as it's not about what he did in WWE, and it's for the fact that, you know, the success he had in WCW. Because, you know, well, WWE owns it. Not only that, does it really matter? WWE has put people in the Hall of Fame that have never worked for him before. Mm-hmm. So I think they are the Hall of Fame for wrestling, or they're at least trying to be. Uh, so I, I think that's a good deal, and you know, I for sure, my you know, I, maybe I'm a little biased, Paul. I've always enjoyed Goldberg um, for the fact that I really didn't like some of his personal stuff on the personal level. I love the character of Bill Goldberg. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't think you could disagree with the fact that he basically carried WCW from the time he was uh, introduced to. Uh, Lord, maybe almost all the way up until it died in 2000, 2000 maybe, uh, before mm-hmm. they started looking for other options. So, I mean, when you carry a big company for that long, 
Uh, I certainly do think that is Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, you were the reason people were buying tickets. Like, I mean, that's Hall of Fame worthy in and of itself. Yeah, definitely <laughs> so. You know, it, it, it's kind of funny to say that, but it's really the truth. You know, and I remember back in the day. I mean, I love Bill Goldberg and Diamond Dallas Page. Those were my two guys, and you know, I think young fans really kind of looked at Bill Goldberg as being a you know up there with Steve Austin. And it's kind of funny to say that some people would just scoff at that, but it's the truth. He was right up there with Steve Austin. That was, I remember very clearly, that was the big marquee matchup people wanted to see. And, you know, if it could still happen, I'm sure people would still pay money to see it today. Yeah. Uh, But Austin's not going to let that happen. So. Uh, Probably for, you know, safety reasons, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, probably so. That's probably very, very true. You know, Steve Austin wants to walk again. Yes. (laughs) Very important. Call call, call Bret Hart about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. uh, But anyway, WWE is looking to do other stuff, guys. Uh, Of course, you know, once again, they're trying to do some big shows coming up here. And they want to host a massive event in Australia. And that's around next year sometime, and they want to do it at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, uh, which can hold up to uh, 100,000 people. So that's a pretty big place to to host an event, so that must mean this is going to be a big deal, Paul. I mean, Australia, you know, has been becoming larger uh, Mm -hmm. for wrestling. Uh, The audience has definitely grown over there. Uh, This could be a really cool deal. Uh, this this is kind of interesting. This is in relation – WWE back in 2002 did a pay-per-view over there called Global Warming um, and drew 50,000 people to the show and it's this huge success and uh, obviously they made a lot of money and all these other things. And you're right. I think wrestling in Australia is sort of uh, percolating over there right now. Uh, I think it's another one of those places where I think a lot of people wanted to get that same attention that the UK indie scene is getting right now. And uh, I think WWE sees that because New Japan is is making some inroads there as well as a lot of the bigger Australia indies and whatnot. And they think they can go over there and draw a whole bunch of people, and and they might be right. Uh, but a hundred thousand people is a, a lot of people. Carrie, <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you know, good on him for at least wanting to try. I mean, what are goals if you don't set them to be big, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to think they went at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, where AT and T Stadium with all the seats and all that holds a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and that was that was a task. Um, and I forget the final number, but I don't think it was a hundred thousand. Like ninety-seven. They they I said think. it was a hundred and one, I think, but I don't believe that was the actual attendance. Yeah, I think later on people said it was more around uh, ninety-seven or so, ninety-seven thousand people. I, I can't. I don't quote me on that, but I, I just remember it not being exactly a hundred thousand. That's that's a that's a huge task. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot to ask. And yes, Australia doesn't get WWE all the time. But, I mean, you, you really have to have the attention of the people, and you have to have something so marquee that people are going to want to be there. This is kind of like what we talked about when it comes to the all-in pay-per-view that Cody Rhodes and the Elite and all these people want to bring and do, right? They want to have their big show. We just talked about this uh, on Monday. And that's a tall task for their group. 10,000 seats is a big deal for them. 
and they're going to have to have a marquee matchup or two or three to draw and get seat, you know, butts and seats. WB can pull a great amount of people, but a hundred thousand is a lot to ask. Yeah, <laughs> that is a huge, huge task. So, hey, good on them for trying, though, right? I mean, at least they're trying. Yeah, and I mean, if anybody's going to do it over there right now, it is going to be WWE. So, yeah, very true. Let's move on over and talk a little Impact Wrestling, and this is you know going to get into some of the conversation. I know conversation <laughs> you were alluding to. Uh, let's talk about maybe let's talk about a, a light, a positive for Impact. Possibly, I don't know how you feel about it. It could be a positive, maybe it's a negative. I, I don't know. Uh, Don Callis has joined forces with impact and uh, a lot of people do know that he does work with new japan wrestling he does commentary for them and and has really been a a big part of that for uh, you know a little while now and that's a great deal and he's worked really hard uh but he's now taking this executive vice president role for impact wrestling uh, he'll still be working with New Japan. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to change. He'll, he'll continue to do that. That's what's you know positive for him. Uh, and, and he'll even be a, li- a liaison, if I can talk, uh, between New Japan and Impact, which mm-hmm. this is good news for Impact for the reason they want to be partners with both New Japan and Ring of Honor. They, they've been trying to do this. They've been working forward towards it. And Don Callis now being a part of their group could possibly bring the sides closer. So we'll start here with some maybe a more positive news, Paul. What do you think about Don Callis joining forces with him? So this is this is interesting. The the job Don just took here is is right there on the same level that Scott Demore is at. Uh, so when it comes to making moves for the company now, it's Callis, it's Demore, it's Ed Nordholm from from Anthem, and Sanjay Dutt are basically your your top guys running the company now. So. He he's right up there with everybody else, and um, he has a voice creatively, as far as what I've read. And I I don't know that I know of anything big that that Callis has ever booked before. But he was a great performer, uh, and I think he's a great commentator. Even though he it's been said he has no intention of being on screen at all for Impact or anything like that, as I'm sure it might interfere with his New Japan contract. But this it's interesting. I think it's. I mean, it's a fresh face for Impact too, which I think is good. Uh, so maybe be injecting some new ideas and all that into what they're going to be doing going forward. Yeah, I, I think you know that's the the really uh, the most important thing here, and that's r- new ideas, mm-hmm. refreshing the brand, bringing things to the table that have not been thought of and of course you know get away from some of the things that have really not done much for the company Mm -hmm. and to me uh that's really you know all you can ask that that's that's about it then they've tried this so many more uh times than we want to talk about paul Mm -hmm. they continue to bring new faces into the company to kind of run things and just yet they still struggle still struggle and we always scratch our heads saying well i thought they had such great wrestling minds in there what what's going on why are they still not able to do anything so you know it's a wait and see and it just because don callis is on board doesn't mean that you know things are going to turn around right away it just does i mean we've seen dutch mantel a, a part of this group and I mean, we're still getting what we're getting, yeah. and that's Dutch is kind about of to be out the door too. Yeah, and that's kind of a scary thing because Dutch Mantel is a great mind in wrestling, 
You know, uh, mm-hmm. so what What more can you ask? I don't know. I mean, let's just hope that Don Callis can, can be that guy. Let's hope he can be the savior. Um, but who knows? Let's, you know, kind of find that out. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, that other things are going to be fixed because, you know, Don Callis, you can come up with as many storylines as you want, work with this company on other ventures. But you're not going to change the uh, retaining uh, of, of some of the bigger stars, and, and here's why: um, we're, we're, you know, really honestly hearing a lot more about the company and the fact that they're wanting to get more invested in paying these talents per appearance, and that means if they do, let's just say they do four tapings on a day. If you're a talent with them and they only use you for two episodes of that day. You're only getting paid for those two episodes. You're not getting paid a full salary. You're not getting paid for being there the entire day. You're only getting a certain amount of money. And you know, recently uh, we had Earl Hebner on a podcast saying that for some of those guys, it only means a hundred bucks. So you're only on two episodes. It means you got two hundred dollars uh, for showing up for a full day. So that's not good. Uh, that also means that they're rethinking. The contracts with bigger names like Bobby Lashley, EC3, who you know been a big part of what they've been doing, those guys won't be getting any special treatment. They're going to get the same treatment as everybody else. So all these talents we've been rumoring to leave look like they could be leaving. It look like they could be walking out that door. Uh, you know, Bobby Lashley's got MMA. You know, who knows what EC3 is going to do? We're hearing that Eddie Edwards has some possible interest from WV and Ring of Honor both. Mm-hmm. Laurel Van Esri reported earlier this week WV is kind of looking into and maybe thinking about signing. So some of these people actually do have the places to go. And this is, you know, to this credit of impact because I'm sure they would love to have him back. They just don't want to pay him. I think that's a big deal for them right now, and especially with signing Don. Uh, the intent on going mostly Canadian talent seems to be a big deal. Cause I, I mean, obviously Dan Call- Don Callis is Canadian. Uh, he will remind you of that incessantly anytime he is on uh commentary over there in new Japan <laughs> and, uh, seems to still have his ear to the ground about the, about who in Canada is going to be worth signing. Maybe who's going to be worth bringing in all these other things like that. Uh, so, so you have that working for you. Um, and, and to that end, that that's how Impact is planning on surviving now, is these per-day deals cutting as much cost as they possibly can to essentially break even for now is what they want to do, uh, according to stuff that's come out in their conversations with Ed Nordholm. And it, I don't know, like, you know, you're going to have a really tough time drawing people uh, to at least your television product, I'm sure live attendances might end up being pretty good if you're drawing people they're familiar with already. But I, I mean, it's it seems like to me, Gary, they're almost pricing themselves out of competing, uh, and and maybe just, you know, obviously they're taking a lot of steps back and hoping of surviving so they can take steps forward down the road. But I I just you know you got to get people to come to the show and watch your television product first, and I. I I don't know if this is necessarily going to happen, even with all these cuts, you know, these cost-cutting measures too. And I should mention, of course, too, that Laurel Van Ness isn't quite done with the company yet. She has to do the next round of tapings, and then they're going to let her go. So, yeah, and no, and at least she's sticking around that long. And <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Let, let's look at Johnny Impact, a big signing for them. This is, you know, 
one of the bigger stars in wrestling right now. He's been a part of Lucha Underground. Uh, he's done some big things in Mexico. He's the, the triple champion down there. Mm-hmm. This guy, I mean, with Lucha Underground alone has really made a lot of waves. And in fact, him and his, you know, fiance, Taya, have actually signed a new deal down there for Lucha too. So, I mean, they're, they're wholeheartedly safe. They don't have to really depend on impact. But, this whole thing could definitely cause them to leave. So those bigger names that people are actually coming and finding impact to watch are not going to be doing that. And it looks more and more like what you said. This is a Canadian-based company now, mm-hmm. and it looks like they're about to become even more Canadian. It looks like we're about to have a Canadian indie fed on Pop TV. Right. And they're going to be going to smaller arenas now. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be doing anything giant on a large scale for a lot of events. So you're right. They're, they're cost-cutting. They're, they're, they're trying to at least break even here. And it is something you have to do. But can you gain the momentum after you do this? That's what makes me fearful. Mm-hmm. Can you grab the momentum and, and go back to where you at least were at one point? And who's to know? I mean, really – but you don't usually see a lot of other places in the world of wrestling and, and, and just this business in general, Paul, where you can build with no names. Yeah, obviously it's going to be up to impact between now and, and February to really try to transition a lot of these names uh, that they might be bringing in. Guys um, you know, like Ethan Page, who they brought in to be the brother to Abyss right now, whose uh, name is escaping me as far as his on-screen character goes. But obviously that's another promoter in Canada. He runs uh, Alpha One Wrestling. Uh, of course you have uh, Impact has a relationship with Smash Wrestling, who's another big company up there. Uh, Border City is run by Scott Demore. So, I mean, you have all these feelers out there to be Canadian and sort of draw all these guys in and get them on TV. Now you have to transition that into making new stars and making them feel like they're going to matter, like they're a big deal going forward, uh, and then hopefully trying to keep them around if their name gets big enough to where they don't leave you behind in the dust. So <laughs> it, It's so much the truth. It mm-hmm. really, really is. And it just it really makes me fearful, to be honest with you. Because, you know, there are weeks, and I'm, I'm just being very honest with people, where I, I watch Impact and I sit there and think to myself, man, uh, the, for a brief time we weren't covering it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, the, well, I'm watching it now, and now I totally understand why we weren't covering it, covering it for a little while. And we kind of came back to it because we kind of felt like, well, it, you know, it still is important to an extent. And, and it still does matter to a lot of people. So we want to make sure people have that right in front of them and not have to miss out on it. But. You know, it just it makes me fearful that it's going to become Canadian to the extent to where there's a lot of you know things going on that maybe I don't understand because it's it's more Canadian based, more to something that a culture that I, I may not really understand some of the jokes, some of the things going on. I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it, it makes you wonder if mm-hmm. they're going to go that far. Um, you know, once again, I just I'm scared that it's going to become an indie fed. That's all Canadian, and it doesn't become as appealing as it once was to us or many other people, you know? Yeah, I, I, another thing it really makes me wonder about, too, going forward is a lot of the money they bring in is from these international television deals that they have, and suddenly you're losing stars, and maybe people internationally aren't connecting with these people either for the same reasons, 
and they don't have any more of these names that have already been built up or that they've built up or that they're already familiar with, then just suddenly the money dries up and they're they're hemorrhaging even more money than they already are or, or you know, seem to be according to reports. So I, I they're taking a very large chance on trying to just keep on surviving and you know, I I don't know how many more things this company can take before it finally, you know, goes belly up. Because, I mean, how, for it seems like ever since I've been on this podcast, which is over four years now, I think, every year we talk about this company dying, and it hasn't yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, no, really, honestly, either. But the one thing I'll say is, that, you know, there's a possibility that they don't, stick around on TV. There's a possibility, you know, I'm not saying that they, but I mean, really, I mean, if ratings get too bad and they do start to kind of slip, pop TV may just say, well, you know, we're getting as many ratings from, you know, this show as we're getting from as good as it gets the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. or or something else, you know, and maybe they say, well, look, it's just not really anything. Why, why do we really need you around? And we see Impact lose that. And then they're basically, like we said, you know, just another indie. Mm-hmm. And they're going to really have to work hard to get back to, to where they need to be. And if that's what it takes, maybe that's what it takes. I'm not saying it's going to go to that extreme. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of fear. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these big names kind of start to think to themselves, is it worth me sticking around to, to, to fall to that place? Mm-hmm. Why I, Maybe it is time to go and try new things and see what I can do other places. So don't blame him at all. I think I'd feel exactly the same way. So Yeah. Um, and, and once again, we're not hating on Impact. I'm not, you know, nothing we're saying here is about ha-ha-ha or laughing at them. I, I, I want them to work out. I really do. I want to see Impact do good things. But, you know, right now it's just it's not looking great. Uh, let's talk about, you know, uh, something else that's not looking great and it's kind of, kind of sucks. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, injured his right knee and will not be able to continue on in the world tag league. What do you think about this Paul? Yeah, he's being taken off the rest of the tour. They're shifting cards around. Uh, fortunately there's not a lot of this tour left and they only have two shows in December as road twos for the Tokyo dome coming up on January 4th. Obviously the big show everybody's looking forward to. So, I mean, it makes sense just to keep him off the road and keep him at home and let him heal and do whatever he needs to do to get ready to defend that IC title against uh, Jay White at the Dome. And then maybe with all the names they have around now, maybe they think about letting Tanahashi sit at home for a while because this guy is banged up beyond belief right now. From <laughs> So uh, let this guy go and heal up and come back and just keep doing his thing because I, I just... I think you're torching his longevity at this point with how much, not only how often he gets hurt now, but how much he continues to work through it. Yeah, I mean, and this guy, you know, big name, someone that they definitely hate to see in this situation, and coming up right on Wrestle Kingdom, man. Yeah. Uh, that's just, oh, that sucks, you know. Um, you know, WB would be flipping out right now if John Cena, you know, tore a bicep or did something really bad right before WrestleMania, they, they would not be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really feel for him. And let's hope this isn't that bad. Let, let, let's hope that it's something he can heal up and, and be ready in January, right? So. Right. 
Uh, let's talk about you know Access TV. Jr. apparently has verbally agreed to an extension over there. That's that's really cool and and kind of cool that WB is allowing. And I, I think Jr. and everything he's doing over there is kind of neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Jr. continuing to just keep finding work and, and work for everybody big, essentially, uh, which is kind of cool. You know, when your voice has become that synonymous with pro wrestling. Uh, you know, you're you're gonna have a lot of people beating down that door. And fortunately, he's made a deal with all these companies to where he can keep doing everything he likes doing, which is which is great. Yeah, definitely. And you know, this guy, you know, may not be the same Jr. we remembered from back in the day. You know, he he's older, you know, and and he is, of course, in a generation right now that's a lot different than maybe the 90s of wrestling and all the things even before then. So I'm just glad that he's still around, and I'm glad he's still doing what he loves. I love yeah. JR, and I listen to his podcast weekly. I mean, he's, he's a really neat guy. So, you know, glad to hear that. This is good news for him. Uh, let's talk about something that's, you know, kind of it, it's kind of scares me, but kind of excites me too in a way. What's this whole thing, Paul, about my boy Nayato and Jericho having a little beef? Your boys are arguing, Gary. You got to keep your house in order over there. Uh, sorry, man. I just <laughs> not, I guess my parenting skills are not as good as they once were, man. <laughs> uh, so uh, Tetsuya Naito has come out, and with all the buzz around uh, Alpha versus Omega, Chris Jericho against Kenny Omega at the Dome, uh, a lot of people are hyping that up, and Naito uh, is saying that. You know, the people are coming because of what myself and Okada are bringing as a, a main event. And no doubt it's a huge main event. These guys getting a chance to go out in the Dome. Uh, many, many people looking forward to it as Naito's sort of crowning moment as, you know, welcome to the big leagues, that top level for keeps. Um, he, he's been saying they are the main event, nobody else is. And Jericho is like, dude, you need to get over yourself. It's a double main event because I certainly the cachet that I'm bringing in this match with Kenny Omega is just as anticipated as yours. Uh, and this is sort of stemming from the fact that at this time last year, in comparison to ticket sales between Wrestle Kingdom 11 and Wrestle Kingdom 12, Wrestle Kingdom 12 has sold over two and a half times more tickets in comparison between this year and last year between the big show which is just ridiculous. That's a huge amount of end-over-end business for this company. Uh, and certainly at least puts Wrestle Kingdom 12 uh, on par to, to just completely knock the drawing scale off tilt for for all the pe- previous Wrestle Kingdoms they've done because you know they, they, they struggled for a long time to even get that dome to, to 20000 paid and had to paper a lot of it for, for several years before we've gotten to the point where they're at now. So... Uh, you know, it's really interesting. First of all, the fact that, you know, Wrestle Kingdom has just sold so well already, but, you know, Naito, obviously being in character, right? Because he's very selfish heel. It's all about him and LIJ and what these guys are doing for the company and Jericho trying to put him in his place a little bit. Stay, you know, stay in your lane, as it were, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is all about Naito and, you know, who he is and what he's about, right? Mm-hmm. He likes to, to cause waves and uh, just really dig at people, and I love that. That's what I love about Naito. And him and Jericho, I've said it for all the years that I've ever, you know, talked about Naito, and that's that he's Chris Jericho, just Japanese. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and that's the same Jericho loves the causeways and say he says what he wants, doesn't mm-hmm. care. 
he doesn't he'll even say things about his own boss and just hey you know this is me this is what i think and if you don't like it you know sorry yeah and that's what's so great about naito naito is a little bit more goofy a little bit more wonky (laughs) and does some really nutso things but still, I think when I compare him to Chris Jericho, it's about the, fa- the, the fact that he's a found himself in these great opportunities by putting himself in the best light that he can, whether it be things that are negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you saw Chris Jericho do the same thing for himself in his career. So that's why I compare him. Not, not that they you know, act alike or do anything else alike. It's just the fact that... They found their way, and Naito was talent, building his own brand, all these different things that he's done has put him in this place. And I I think this is kind of a neat thing in a way because it it builds a little heat between these two. And down the line, who's to say Jericho may may not be having his last match against uh, Omega. He may be actually coming back for a, a match against Naito. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely I, right. I just <laughs> I, I couldn't resist making the joke about you trying to keep your house straight. <laughs> I know, I know, man. Hey, you know, I'm just happy that the guys I like are still relevant. You know, because yeah. trust me, a lot of my other things in my life are like, who are you talking about? You still like that? So sorry, people. Furbies are amazing. I don't know why you're not into it anymore. Um, so. Uh well, <laughs> let's you know before I get too excited about you know this whole Jericho and Iato thing, we'll move on and talk about something else that's really kind of interesting. Um, so uh, we're, we're getting some more news coming out about Michael Elgin and the situation he's dealt with. You know, we know about this whole Sean Orlean situation and the sexual assault, and Elgin knowing about it and, and not reporting it fast enough and things like that. It, it's really taken a toll on Elegant, and he's already starting to lose bookings. Uh, he's lost bookings with Smash Wrestling, lost bookings with Limitless, and it's just proof right now. It, the way this whole world is working, the, the environment we're in, Paul, it, it's you know, it's proof right here that you can't work if, if you have your name attached to any of this. Yeah, I mean, your name gets vaguely related to anything resulting around a sexual assault case, or anything like that, whether you're a part of it or not, whether you knew about it or not, if you're associated with it, you suddenly become persona non grata. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants to mess with you. Everybody wants you out. Uh, I mean, it's not like there's been a trial or anything. Like, you know, it's all it's all conjecture and he said, she said right now. Um, and it's it's already, you know, it's, it's starting to drag people down. I, politics, movie stars, it's just... You know what a what a commentary about where we are in the states right now. It's, I, it's it's really great, right? I mean, none of this stuff should be swept under the rug at all. It should all be brought into the light, and everybody should have their case heard and everything like that. So it's just it's wow, it's crazy to me just how how nuts this thing has as it's not spun out of control, but just how much it really drags people down until you know makes you quick Twitter or something. <laughs> No, it really is, and you know, I, I it's hard because you know when we're talking about you know some of the people and whether it be celebrities or maybe it's your favorite sports star, and now you, a guy like Michael Elgin. If you're into Michael Elgin, if you're a fan of him at all, and you you know don't want to believe these things, you kind of want to fight for him, but you can't. Mm-hmm. 
it, because it, it, you know you don't really know, and you're kind of lost because you're thinking there's no way in a million years this person would do that, or this person would you know take up for someone who would do that. There's no way that would happen, and yeah, if you say this, then you're the bad guy. It, it's like a scary zombie apocalypse happening just internet form <laughs> exactly right uh, because if you if if i got on right now and i put michael elegant is great you know suck it to anyone who doesn't think so oh then gary's a bad guy because he supports someone who supports sexual assault right and then that just feeds on because if paul takes up for me he supports someone who supports someone who supports someone for sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a sad, you know, web of, you know, nastiness. But that's the way the world works now. And, you know, it, you can't really speak your mind anymore on some things. And I, I, all I can say, Paul, I hope Michael Elgin, if he really didn't have anything to do with this, if he really didn't cause any issues, I, I hope he can work his way out of this. And I hope people can see that, you know. Things happen, and just because your name is right there next to someone who actually did something doesn't mean you're one of those people. So, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to step away from this uh, very slowly and back out of it, so I uh, don't get in trouble. Uh, I'll uh, be right there with you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. So one uh, last thing here that to kind of mention before we get out of quick hits: uh, Air Lut, uh, Air Lucha. Uh, which is actually owned by Airlux, right. uh, are going to be starting their tapings this Sunday. Uh, so their TV pile will be airing, and they'll have lots of names that people know, uh, from Lucha Underground especially. I mean, we we got Pentagon Jr., you got Rey Mysterio, uh, you got Rush, you even have Johnny Mundo, which is a big name over there. Uh, Jack Evans is going to be in part of this. Shane Helms, you also got Garza Jr., MVP, and even Taya. All, you know, a lot of these are Lucha Underground, but there's a few names not Lucha. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, this is going to, you know, have to see how it works out for sure. Yeah, see how it works out for, for sure, indeed. But there's a lot of Lucha Underground names on here. And if, let's say, this gets signed up and makes air somewhere. How, how does this work for those guys now? <laughs> uh, because obviously they have deals and all that. And, and maybe if this is up with, with Lucha Underground, then, I mean, this is obviously direct competition to what those guys are, are doing. Or at least from what we've read, what they're trying to be is direct competition to those guys. So... This could get uh, messy real fast. It might be something to keep an eye on. But this is, of course, if it gets picked up and put on air and all that and receives an order. So uh, a long way to go for this to be a problem. But still something interesting. Of course, if you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area, they're, they're going to be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, and trust me, I, you know, if this makes air or not, I'd go I'd go check it out because there's lots of great names here, man. I, I'd be excited about watching this. So definitely go check it out. And, uh, you know, this is very much like Amp TV. Uh, it may, may never make the light of day unless another company buys it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. Well, that is quick hits for everyone. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. We had lots of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, but now we are going to step out and go right into some New Japan talk. Paul is going to kind of talk about the uh, tag league here, and he's going to update you guys on what's been taking place. King of Spot. Japan Pro Wrestling. 
All right. Uh, so there's three days left in the World Tag League as we come down to the nitty gritty. Uh, and of course, as of last night from night 16, um, the say the stage is sort of set, and boy, is it messy. Uh, <laughs> uh, a block is not the tie fest I thought it was going to be. That is block B, as there is a six way tie as uh, Killer Elite Squad, War Machine, Grills of Destiny, Best Friends. Toriyanu, Tomohiro Ishii, of course, representing Chaos, and Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin are all at eight points, uh, whereas, of course, Hanari and Togi Makabe and Kitamira, uh, Katsuyi Kitamura and David Finley are all at zero, having not gotten a win yet. I don't see that changing, of course. Uh, and there's a bunch of tiebreakers and a whole bunch of messy stuff that I would spend way too long of trying to sort through. So, um, However all that shakes out should prove to be very interesting. And uh, Block B, of course, has their last show uh, on, I believe that's to, uh, yeah, going into this morning, Saturday morning, um, maybe starting up in about an hour or so. Uh, you'll have all that sort of fleshed out and, and sorted to figure out who's going to be going into the finale, which, of course, is going to be Monday morning, December 11th. Block A, on the other hand, is much more clear cut. You only have three teams. In the running right now, uh, which of course is Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Hangman Page from the Bullet Club, and Sonata and Evil from LIJ. And I, I bet you at the start of this thing, a lot of people maybe were going to doubt that Takahashi and Page were going to be a team that you throw around in here. Uh, but here they are. Uh, and Page, of course, even has gotten a win over Suzuki, which is, um, of course, the never open weight champion right now. Might be something to keep an eye on as well as Goto, and I think LIJ has gotten a win over them as well. So um, all of that sort of percolating going towards who's going to challenge Suzuki going into Wrestle Kingdom for the Never Open Way titles up in the air as well. But this uh, this is more of a, of a pick I know a lot of people thought LIJ were going to come out of this block to winner. I picked Goto and Yoshihashi just because I felt like you know they they want they've been pushing Yoshi all year, and really they want to have Goto somewhere big on the card as well perfect opportunity to get both those guys on there but of course not an evil are your six-man champs as far as the never titles go as well so that's uh something else to keep in mind as well block a goes on uh i'm sorry block a goes on to this morning uh, block b goes on on sunday and then they'll go take s- saturday jesus this time thing is gonna mess me up so bad gary <laughs> yeah uh, I, I know so- you're right on that man basically you have block a you have block b you'll have the final show monday morning i know i got that much right at least um and all of that will get you towards who's going to be challenging for those iwgp tag team titles going forward i still think it's going to end up being war machine and killer elite squad at the dome just because those two teams have so much history together and those two getting a chance at the dome i think would really put on a spectacular match that you wouldn't want to just sweep under the rug um but i mean that's that's it's basically what's been going on. Block B has been way more interesting to watch than Block A, unfortunately. Um, but if you need some New Japan fix, guys, this this it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. So be sure to tune in. Yeah, for sure. And we'll keep everybody updated on the next stuff that does take place. You know, once again, I mean, lots of exciting stuff will be building here. And you, you got to keep plugged in. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there you go. Uh, We're going to move on now. We need to talk some Impact Wrestling. And, Paul, I mean, there is a, a lot of things going on here. Uh, 
Good, bad, or the ugly, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's, let's, good, bad, and ugly about sums up the show. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. we, we get to open with Alberto El Patron sort of talking some smack about Johnny Impact and Eli Drake and um, basically puts over how great he is while vowing revenge against Eli Drake and, and wanting to get the, the championship back and all that great stuff. Um, or, or not so great, I guess, depending on your opinion. Of Mr. Patron, uh, we get a big hype, pa- uh, hype package for all of the matches going down tonight. And that leads us into the opening contest. Caleb Conley taking on Taji Ishimori. Uh, Ishimori, I think, just continues to be impressive. Uh, really continuing to build up that resume as he heads towards the next division title match down the road. I- I'm a big fan of this guy. He's a great reason to watch Noah if you're looking for a way to get in over there. Uh, he's just he's just such an impressive athlete to me. He's a great... I mean, his physique is, is next level. Uh, I think his athleticism is just off the charts. The dude is great. I don't doubt about it. And, and they're continuing to showcase him in a great light. I mean, so I, I have no doubt about it that, you know, he's someone that they really want to work with and really want to, you know, build on. And, hey, I have no problem with that at all. He week in and week out, he proves that he deserves to, to be looked at at the level that they're putting him at, right? Um, and I'm sure they'll build him up some more. So good stuff coming from him. I, I think, you know, it, this kind of worked out too because, you know, Caleb Connolly is one of those guys that, you know, you don't really just jump out of your seat to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, at least it's kind of a stepping stone kind of guy, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And he's also Trevor Lee's crony right now. So that, you know, it feels like the X Division title match might be imminent. Uh, and of course, you have Trevor Lee come down here in the post-match, and him and his boy Caleb beat down Ishimori's son before Desmond Xavier comes in to make the save, proving that he is, in fact, still alive, Gary, and still with the company. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's still there, and, you know, uh, they don't show him a lot, actually, especially after he won that, you know, tournament, but uh, he's, he's still around. Yeah, he's still there, thankfully, because he's a great talent. Yeah. I, I like watching him. I don't, I don't. Once again, I don't understand why they don't use him. Though that's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I, I don't get it either. Uh, American Top Team show up to the building. Uh, then we get to the other knockouts tournament match that will determine the uh, the last person to go in. As you have Rosemary, Sienna, and Allie going at it in a triple threat here. Another pretty good match here. You have Rosemary go over in about uh, six minutes or so after the red wedding on Allie. Uh, you know, I can't say I'm really super surprised by this outcome. No, I mean, Rosemary's basically the internet darling. Yeah. And I think, you know, a fan favorite. So I, I there's nothing wrong with this at all. Uh, they, they picked the right person to win. Uh, now, Allie's great, but, you know, Allie is not at that level, I don't think. Um, and not only that, you want somebody who has lots of recognition like you yeah, have Rosemary. So, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, the match was fine. Uh, I think it, you know, kind of worked out. There. I thought it was interesting that Rosemary did pin Alley. I thought that was kind. I, I thought maybe we would get see, uh, you know, so you know. I, I just really didn't think that was going to happen, right? I, I just didn't see that. So, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they also spent a lot of the match trying to keep Sienna out of it too. So, the the feud with all that going is still is still strong. So next week it's going to be Rosemary and Laurel. Van Ness going head-to-head for the championship. Uh, and then we get to this promo with OVE, Gary. Uh, 
they they come on down Sammy Sammy Callahan and and uh the Chris boys and all of them and it's just uh God, this this really dragged for me at least their talking part whenever they brought out uh TDT Tabernacle Day team who is a long standing and very very good tag team up there in Canada um they sort of come out to defend Canada's honor cuz OVE's bagging on them get a big old brawl uh LAX comes out to make the save, uh, and uh, I the double turn wasn't very good. I still haven't really bought into all this. I'm glad TDT's here; they're great. I, I just uh, this is this is kind of getting old. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing: we, we just talked about this earlier about you know Anthem Canadian, all this stuff is seemingly everything they're doing now is, is seemingly. More about being Canadian than anything else, and you know the the, the saviors of the day, TDT, mm-hmm. um, doing this. That's great, but you know, you know, guys like me who really not paid a ton of attention to them don't have that pop. That was supposed to be a giant pop. That's going to be a giant pop for the Canadian fans majority. Uh, you know, I don't imagine a, a lot of your American fans are going to be like, oh yeah, I know who they are. I mean, you may have some like yourself, but I, I don't think that's a majority. So, as cool as this is, and as fine as it is, it still it 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 did what it did, and it feeds the story. But I, I really wish I could get behind and have the pop that all those other fans did in attendance. I really do. Um, and, and you know, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Sam Callahan's fine. He's doing a great job of impersonating, you know, KM, doing mm-hmm. doing a wonderful job at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, I talked about that last week, but I just I don't care. I I wish I could, man, but I just don't care about OVE and what I just. Oh man, I wish I could. Yeah, I like. I think the double turn really confused a lot of people at uh, at Bound for Glory. I don't think anybody has on side with anybody anymore. I think they're just sort of watching stuff happen now. Um, and you're right. I mean, at least TDT gets the pop here. Uh, and I only know them from C4 Wrestling, which I, I had a, a brush with a couple of years ago, and I sort of tried to keep up with as best as I can. Uh, I mean, they are a really good team. I just, they they sort of felt like, you know, here they are, and now they're dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oops, there you, uh, there you go. Yeah, it doesn't oh, really man. leave you with a lot of optimism that they're going to be a big deal. No, it really doesn't, and... You know, I, just talking about that double turn, uh, it, it, it's so weird because, you know, I think LEX does have a big fan following for the people that love them from the past and mm-hmm. still enjoy the work now. Um, they're still, you know, and we'll, you guess you'll talk about this later, but they're still talking about pushing drugs and things like that. And they're, uh, you're like, man, I'm, yay for LEX, yay, drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That that should be an issue, but I guess not. So very weird. I, I really kind of wish OVE would have stayed face. I think it'd be a lot more exciting. I think people would really get behind Sammy Callahan. You don't need to have him to be healed to get people, uh, you know, excited about him in general. I certainly think he needs better material than just running down Canada and Mexico. Because I mean, that all all OVE is right now is just, I mean, it's 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 everybody else against us, and that's great. But you don't – does it really need to be about nationalism? I mean <laughs> – Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. 
Oh, it, it sounds like he's been talking to Vince, and yeah. he's like, yeah, it's all about America. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess we'll go ahead and talk about that. So we go back to the LAX clubhouse later on in the show where they're sort of celebrating the, the whooping they put down. Conan reveals that him and Callahan are going to meet next week to set up a tag team title rematch and all that good stuff. Uh, and he says he's going to make Sammy an offer he can't refuse. And then they start talking about selling drugs. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just hope that this offer, you know, is actually something entertaining and not just them sitting there going, uh, Mexico's better. No, America's better. You know. Could very well be that. Uh, now! <laughs> <laughs> Rewinding a little bit, you have Gail Kim meet with Allie. Allie feels like she has let her down. Uh, but Gail, however, still believes in her. So uh, the Allie story not going away anytime soon. We cut to KM. He's at the gym trying to impress America Top Team. Um, he even goes so far as to attack somebody outside and then tosses the guy. Uh, around the gym and, and sort of like, hey, am I cool now? And then American Top, he's like, no, you're not. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, boy, any thoughts? KM. On yeah, KM, I feel bad. I just still, I, just, I, I don't know. I, 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 it makes you wonder if they're just trying to get him to quit or. Maybe. Or they have bigger things in place. They're just not willing to reveal them yet. So, no, let's wait. The biggest question I have for you is, I mean, Gail Kim believes in Allie. Do you? I've I've liked the Allie character for a very long time. And her story, unfortunately, is one of the victims of Impact getting tossed around from being GFW to being an Anthem product to being whatever it's going to be now. And it's it's harder and harder, I think, to sort of believe in the story. Because I, I still don't know if we've ever gotten to the point where she can really show that she is the wrestler that she is. Because, I, I mean, Cherry Bomb is is very, very talented, who is the wrestler that plays Allie here. I've been waiting for that moment where suddenly everything clicks and you get to see all that. And they haven't done it yet. I still like the character. It's just I think they've they've gone on for a really long time letting you believe that she can't get the job done and it it makes it hard to sort of believe that she will. Yeah, I think I'm kind of right there with you on that. And you know, I I'm going to root for her no matter what, right? I mean, you, you you get behind her because she is the ultimate babyface in this situation, the underdog, all all those great things. But yet they have really started and stopped and started and stopped so many times mm-hmm. and really just kind of burned this thing to where you're almost to the point where you're just like, is this going to change or is this just who this person is? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I would assume this whole thing with her and Gil Kim means that they do want to do something with her. Mm-hmm. So that, that's at least a positive coming out of this. She is Canadian, so she she has that going in their favor with, oh, their, wow. with their direction right now. <laughs> yeah, so th- she's already won, you know, that just uh, having that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eli Drake and Chris Adonis are interviewed about their tag team main event tonight against Johnny Impact and Petey Williams. Uh, Drake, of course, also takes this time to run down Alberto El Patron. And a promise to take Petey Williams out for good for getting involved in their business last week. 
Uh, and then we come to the Impact Grand Championship match that has Fala Ba as the guest judge for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to see him at least. I think that's the deal. They just want you to see him. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Impressive man. I mean, my God, every time I see him, I'm thinking, man, if I was that big, how would my life be? I keep forgetting he works here. Like, I just, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he works here. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I just am thinking, man, I would love to follow that guy around the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. EC3 and Matt Seidel end up fighting to a draw. EC3 wins the first round. Seidel wins the second. And they basically, I guess, are both knocked out at the end. I don't know. It's really hard. Seidel ends up knocking EC3 to the mat and goes for the shooting star press and misses, and nobody gets up. So I, uh, this was a bit of a swing and a miss to me. Uh, the action was fine. There's just I, nobody cared. I think by the end, people are just sort of confused, and it's just, yeah, I, not not well executed at all. Yeah, it wasn't, and you know it's hard for me coming into this, you know, because you know how much I hate the Grand Championship, yep. uh, and so every time I have to watch one of these matches, I'm already checked out, <laughs> and this definitely didn't help. <laughs> I'll say it that way; it really didn't help my case at all for you know trying to like it. So, yeah, I mean, I I guess all we're supposed to think now is that EC3 and Matt Sidell are on the same level. I guess that's, is that the story? That's the only thing I'm guessing. I, I'm guessing so. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I know that's the thing. That's I, we're both guessing here. Uh, so I mean, I, I think the only people getting emotion right now that are really you know liking these guys or really caring about what they're doing right now is the people that just follow them for their past. Other than mm-hmm. that, they're not giving you anything at the current time to be just jumping out of your seat for. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the great promo last week and then sort of served this up as, as round two, and it's just uh, just a big whiff, if you ask me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, from the vault, Gary, they show off uh, James Storm versus Bobby Roode at Bound for Glory 2012, which I believe was one of the first shows that we all walked together whenever... We all walked, wow. We all watched together when the Dirt Sheets uh, opened up all those years ago. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah, geez. It, it sounds like uh, just yesterday, but, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it is kind of cool. It takes you back to those days, and I it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it's a long, long time ago now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get another absolutely wonderful Park Park and Park commercial. Honestly, Gary, if this is one of the few bright spots of Impact that makes me want to watch. <laughs> It is, but you know, this is right up my alley, and I think yours too. I, mm-hmm. I just love this, and it's just a ton of fun. Um, time, it yeah. doesn't, it, it doesn't really accomplish anything per se, but it's just a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so that brings us to our first of uh, two, I guess, main event tag team matches. As this one was hyped and set up last week, Dan Lambert and Lashley of American Top Team taking on Moose and James Storm. And I think this basically goes as you expect. You have all the American Top Team guys at ringside. There's a lot of fighting them off. Lashley doing a a good part of the work here. Uh, Eventually, it all becomes too much for for Moose uh, and and James Storm, who Storm ends up eating a spear from Lashley uh, and then tags Lambert in to pin him. Uh, Or doesn't really. I guess Lambert sort of steals the tag and, and pins him to steal the glory. So... Yeah, I, I I don't care. <laughs> that's that's exactly where I'm at. 
Well, I guess me and you will have to agree on that. <laughs> really, I mean, I get, you know, they're really trying to push this. They want the whole America's top thing, you know, all, all that stuff going on. And, yeah, it's it's predictable. You really don't have any reason to love this unless you just love the guys involved. Mm-hmm. And. I can't say that I'm really involved in any of them. I think also for the fact that I know that, you know, <laughs> James Storm's already really done and yep. these tapings are still going on, kind of just takes me out of it immediately. And then just the story itself is just not too enthralling, too exciting. I, I mean, the, the biggest thing coming out of this is I, I started looking and thinking about, wait a minute, did they just say that's Josh Hartnett? <laughs> you know, and I started thinking about the the actor Josh Hartnett, and like, what movies did he do again? That's right, yeah. And then I thought, that's not him though. No, so <laughs> it was not him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying though, if it would have been him, that would have been a lot better and made the story way more exciting. So, <laughs> uh, we go backstage for an interview with Petey Williams and Johnny Impact, hyping up the main event tag match, which we get next. Uh. I, the, the work in this is good, and I don't want to take away from that because Johnny Impact has been really working his tail off. It feels like every time he's out there to put on the best match he possibly can, and I really appreciate that. Petey Williams working really hard here, too. I think Eli Drake and Adonis brought it as well. Lots and lots of Patron interference uh, sort of setting stuff off. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I like I appreciate the work. I just I I'm not really overly attached to anything that's happening on my TV screen and Impact right now, which which kind of sucks because I mean these guys really did work hard. Uh, my thing is that really they're trying to tell stories, but they're not stories that have really grabbed the audience. At least us. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe there's somebody in Kentucky that is just, oh, my God, I can't wait to the next time I see Alberto Patron and what he's going to do. I, I'm not. I don't care. I mean, he could, you know, go play golf next week, and I would probably not miss him and be happy for the guy that he got to go play golf. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a sad truth, and I, don't, I can't really put my finger on exactly everything that is missing here but i know there is something missing here it's really rough to say this because johnny impact johnny mundo john hennigan whatever you want to call him Mm -hmm. he is an outstanding star then you got a guy like eli drake who has potential Mm -hmm. who is you know to me one of the guys i like to follow i really do i really enjoy his promos and i want to see him do well you know i still i can't really get into this i just don't have the gumption just to be like, oh, well, you know, just like it because it's there. I just, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Paul. I think we're on the same boat, and I, I'm fearful. This is why I, I'm really worried about the future of Impact, because we're talking about big names in these matches, and we're not really enthralled. What are we going to do when we don't know three out of the four guys in the match? You know? <laughs> that That is a, a scary, scary thought. And, and there's a part of an excitement to that, too. Uh, and I should have mentioned before, I guess we, we die, you know, just completely divulge out of the conversation. Uh, Alberto attacks uh, Eli in the post-match, poses with the championship, and then DDTs Drake onto the title. 
Uh, so maybe a possible triple threat match incoming or, or whatever you want to take away from that there. But, man, uh, did I even say who won that match? Uh, Impact and Williams ended up winning, too, by the way. Impact uh, hit Starship Pain on Adonis to put him down. It's just... Uh, there's something kind of thrilling about the fact of bringing in new talent that I haven't seen before and getting to watch what they can do. Um, if we in fact still need to cover this going forward or feel the need to or, or whatever, but there, there is that sort of thrilling idea, but yeah, I mean the storytelling so far, I, you're right. They're trying to tell stories. It's just, they're not particularly gripping, you know, they're not pulling you in. They're not making you want to watch every week, even though I do feel like they do a decent job of setting the shows up every week. It just, there's nothing that makes you, that pulls you in, that makes you like, oh man, it's seven o'clock. I need to go watch Impact in like an hour or whatever, or whenever it comes on for you, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest. You know how in professional sports, a lot of times they'll say, you know, this team has got a losing record. They've not done anything in the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. It's time just to blow the whole thing up. Right. Right. That's the way I feel about Impact right now. It's time. Just let all those contracts expire. Let all those people go. And if you want to be a Canadian company with a few sprinkles of people from other countries here and there, then do that. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just get this whole thing revamped, restarted up. And I, don't, I really honestly don't mind if, if, you know, 80% of your roster is Canadian. Heck, I mean, if you're bringing me talent that I've never seen before, that's probably even better, and especially if they're talent that hey, they deserve to be on TV. They're not, you know, green as grass. I, I'm ready. Let's do this because I'll be excited to be watching the future of wrestling. That's why I love watching NXT. It's why I like, you know, getting a peek into the indies at times to kind of see these new stars coming into play. You know, so that's the way I feel about it. Some of these real hash things and all the, the these people we know. Sometimes I think it is a hindrance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, I, mean, I yeah. think you're on to something for sure there. All right. Well, you know, we'll have to let's see if they do it. Let's just yeah. hope that they do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that, that is impact, and uh, we are going to move on. And now it is time for us to get into our Superstar of the Week. Superstar of the Week. Go for it, Gary. All right. We are going to start this thing out with a nice little flip on over to one point to Mr. Flip Gordon himself. Yeah, Flip Gordon has a a really, really fun main event with Adam Page on Ring of Honor TV this week. Uh, If you're searching for something to go watch, definitely would recommend that. It's a great match, and Flip gets a big win as he looks to now challenge for those six-man titles at Final Battle against the Hung Bucks. Yes, and that's going to be really neat, and uh, kind of excited about seeing what happens with that. Yeah, we got two points given to Paige. Yeah, great match this week with Sasha Banks. Absolution continues to roll on uh, and looks super, super powerful every week, which is which is great so far. I mean, obviously it's only two weeks in, but I mean it, it's a reason I think to keep watching Raw, and Paige is definitely a part of that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, once again, I mean, great mic work and and just, you know, showing that it really hasn't lost a lot of her ability. So mm-hmm. really happy for her. It's time to raise three points and give it to the bar. Yeah, the bar successfully defend the tag team titles, albeit amongst a whole lot of interference from Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns and 
that continuing feud as it all continues to push forward. Those guys can continue to wrestle each other from now till time ends. I'm sure they'll still find new ways to keep you entertained. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we got four points given to Roman Reigns. At Roman Reigns on the flip side of that at the other end of Raw successfully defends the Intercontinental title uh, against Jason Jordan in another really, really good match I would recommend as well. Uh, I, I, more of a showcase for Jordan, uh, but Roman comes out with a victory, retains that title, gets the four points. Yeah, I didn't expect that to be the case. Uh, we talked about this on the Monday Night Raw review, but I mean, uh, a match that I didn't see any potential in had lots of things that came out of very well, and you know, Roman Reigns definitely was a big part of that. You know, mm-hmm. so really happy for him. Uh, five points, and the person that we're crowning Superstar of the Week, Johnny Gargano. I. Uh- if you haven't listened to our NXT review yet, go over there and watch that. Me and Gary gush over this match he has with Cassius Ono. I what what a match! It's it's terrific back and forth. It's great storytelling. It's all the wonderful things that you have come to know and love from watching Johnny Gargano's matches since the formation of DIY all the way up until this very present moment. Uh, just what what a spectacular talent! Five points, absolutely well deserved. What a match! Yeah, you're telling me, and it was really exciting. Like Paul said, go check out the NXT review. You're going to hear all, all these great things that we had to say. And uh, I mean, Gargano continues to impress, and I think that that will continue on. I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. So I, I'm really happy for the guy, and a great job this week for him. So mm-hmm. congratulations to Johnny Gargano. Well, there you go, guys. That is our Superstar of the Week. And now we are done with the show. Uh, Sadly, we have to move on and finish this thing out. But we appreciate you joining us. And we hope you come and join us next week for more great wrestling discussions. And episode 277, part one and part two next week. And, hey, we're going to have some great review shows coming your way, too. And Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, and NXT. That's right. So come check out all those great shows shows uh the way to come and find those shows is w2mnet.com because we are there and we have a lot of other great wrestling podcasts there as well that you're going to want to go check out plus some other great content like sports video games and entertainment and also give some love to 411mania.com and lastworldprowrestling.com both great supporters of ours and we appreciate them so make sure you go help them out as well uh wherever you get your podcast whether it be iHeartRadio, youtube or even apple podcast make sure you hit that rate and subscribe button once you do that not only will you get us more exposure you'll let us know what you think about the shows and some of your ideas uh also we get a chance to be in your dock whenever you want us at all times and every time we come up with a new show you get it immediately you don't have to wait around and it's just something I consider very delightful. And I hope you do, too. Yes. So. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Uh, but there you go. So, you know, we just make sure you guys are tuned in and you are it for all the great stuff that we have for you guys. We appreciate you once again. And we'll catch you guys next week. Until then, I am Gary Vaughn. He is Paul Ezer, And we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys.
The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.